Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Shift Gear podcast. And today, uh, we're sponsored by a very special company. Uh, <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by Ali Reza Shwarma. Need a break? Call Ali Reza. Our shawarma shop operates as a towing company. We'll also pick you up. Visit us at 743 Steeles Avenue or at Al Halat Street in Saudi Arabia. I bet Thank everyone was expecting... Everyone was expecting Banana Games. And, you know, I was expecting Banana Games. I didn't even know where that came from. Hey, but bro, shout out our sponsor. I don't, I don't ask questions. If Ali Reza Shwarma wants to sponsor us, they can sponsor us. Okay. It is what <laughs> is it that, is. Is that where you had dinner today? Yeah. It was Ali nice. Reza Shwarma, located at 743 Steeles Avenue. I love it. Hey, there you go. Right. Free, free I, I got to say, that entire thing was cap. They did not sponsor us. That is not a real place. Do not go to 743 Steeles <laughs> Avenue. I don't even know what's there. Don't go there. <laughs> that entire thing was cap. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this came up. <laughs> this came up on the week, uh, like on the weekend, because I was talking with uh, I was talking with Matthew Farkas, and I was like, "Bro, we're looking for a sponsor." So he's like, "Dude, I'll pay you five bucks, but you have to say whatever I want you to say." Mm. And I was like, "All right, cool." Obviously, it, that didn't actually happen. I just made this whole thing up. But that's where this idea came from. So if anybody wants to sponsor us, five dollars, and we'll say whatever you want us to want us to say anything within reason. <laughs> <laughs> I Neil might say, and Neil will say anything. I I might command a little bit more, but <laughs> I'm not a bag fumbler. I I chase my bag, bro. <laughs> Anyways, welcome y'all. We're we're back for real this time. Uh, we are in the dog days of Pokemon right now. I think it's safe to say. Uh, not a whole lot going on. We have I think Portland's this weekend, right? It is this weekend, yeah. Okay, so I guess that's happening. We'll have something to talk about. At some point. But uh, in honor of 2023, the year that was, um, we thought it'd be a great idea to go back and not only reflect on the year, what it was, but rank our top 10 cards. So Kieran and I sat down individually. We don't know each other's lists. And yep. we put down 10 Pokemon and 10 trainers that we thought were the best cards of the year, quote unquote. So we have that list. We don't know each other's list. I feel like my list might be total garbage. <laughs> But it is what it is. <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, first of all, opening off, let's let's talk a little bit about Pokemon, what people actually care about. Um, what do you see as the standard emergers right now? Is there anything that you want to see at Portland being played? Is there anything you expect? No, I mean, I feel like it's the same thing we've been saying this whole format. I don't think you'll see any surprises. I think also it was just like the Christmas break or just the holiday break. So it's like, I don't think many people were like grinding Pokemon or anything. I think whatever they were playing before is what they're going to bring. So... I want to see Chen Pao. That's what I want to see. Um, okay, but fair. I don't think I don't think we're gonna see a huge, huge Pao gang. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, like I feel like a lot of people are like kind of uh, realizing where they're at now. Like with with it yep. being twenty twenty four, people are starting to realize like, oh, I'm at X amount of points, so I gotta go hard, or I gotta not go at all. So I think these like next two three regionals are gonna be really like pivotal for a lot of people in in their seasons and where they go. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of tournaments left to be on. Like, I was like, someone asked me today, like, what tournaments are you going to? I'm like, oh, I don't think I have that many left. And I was like, oh, I, there's actually a lot of regionals left, and there's both the ICs. So I think I think EUIC is pretty much like the point where people know like if they've made if they're gonna have a good chance or not. Like, the ICs just go so many points. So I think that's probably for most people like the benchmark. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot of time in the season. Like, we're only really like halfway through, if I had to say. I don't know how many months has it been since it started. Like, I mean, five, I guess. Two, yeah. Yeah, like September, right? So it's like that was when Pittsburgh was. So, yeah, like there's still time. We're only at the halfway part. I think we're chilling too. I think most people are fine. But the problem is right now, and like what I was thinking about is like, who's even going to get into UIC? How many people are going to be allowed? Yo, I'm getting in, bro. I got I'm 16th in the stipend. 
Yeah, you're getting in. No so one else you, is getting in. Are you uh, other guys? Let's guess it. All Gotta, you know, guys. I know. Cool. I was about to call you guys peasants, but you know, I'll call That's you guys the, the peasants. I'm not trying to lose <laughs> listeners here. Right? I just, I just got the Ali Reza sponsorship, bro. Don't blow it now. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was funny about the thing. So last season, like we didn't have cups, right? So like you just had to get like about 300 points a quarter to get a stipend. So when I got to Hall LAIC, I'm like, yo, I'm going to get that travel award, like free thing. And then I think it was like Aiden Coos or like Rowan came up to me. They're like, oh, you're like 14th right now or 15th in the stipend. I was like, what? And they're like, because yeah, there's all these cups. Bro, it's and then, crazy. Uh, yeah, and then there was like a league cup like on the Sunday. And Rowan and Aiden played in it because they both had to pass me or pass each other to get the like last spot. Mm-hmm. And like, I should have been playing in that cup. But then like, I think I've told this story before. But like you and me were like going to the you football did, yeah. museum, which was closed. <laughs> and then like. We went, went to, to the Michelin Star restaurant. The Michelin Star restaurant. It was raining, but yeah, oh, I, I snuck in at 16th, so I will yeah. be at EUIC. Well, yeah, like the, I'm trying to think of how many points I had that one quarter. I got the stipend too. I think I had like 280 or something like before. Yeah, cups. I think you did. Like, here, wait, let me pull it up while we're talking. I remember Dude, it that. was like nothing. Like, and like it was like just from going to regionals, like spamming regionals and going to NAIC. That was all it was. I mean, yo, so. Flaffy, Flaffy got you over the uh, the finish line there. Hey, I'm just saying, LAIC was only my second best Flaffy finish in my life. That is true. I love true. Flaffy. It was right? a precursor of things to come. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. What was your guess? You said 280? 280. It was... Actually, wait. I definitely just clicked the wrong one. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was only regionals back then, right? Yeah. Well, I typed in 2023 Latin America, but I think that's this year because i don't see your name oh here's your name yeah you're 290 290 but 280 was the cutoff 280 was the cutoff though gotcha yeah then if give me the guess for the cutoff was this year 600 uh i don't Wait, think it was no, that it much be. no it couldn't be because you're not there uh 450 534 that's insane yeah it's crazy eh? that's insane who's the time yeah. for this i mean it's just i guess the locals right like if you just grind cups and then you spike yeah, it. Yeah, you, you have to do swing. well though. Like you have to do well yeah. with attorneys too. Because I think it's six so. cups they allow. So no, they they need to fix this. Like they need to like limit it to like two cups a, or like I would say one cup a quarter, and then like one or two challenges. Um, because yeah, at like this level, like when you're giving out the trips, to the ICs and stuff, like it's very imbalanced. Like someone who lives in like I don't know, like a smaller area with cups, or like someone who lives in a place that has a lot of cups, just has such a warped advantage over people who don't. So yeah, no, that's true. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We're at that point of the season where like everything's the same, just all blends together. So yeah, that happens. I expect more of the same at uh, Portland. I'm expecting more Gardevoir, but that's the yeah, only I think, change I, I really think. I think so too. Yeah. Other than that, I think we'll see the same. So it's yeah, also be been good. like a month of nothing or well, not a month, but I guess like two weeks now of nothing for people to kind of digest what's going on. So sometimes you get like this like over analysis of the meta where people, everyone's like, Oh, I need to play like Gardevoir to counter Charizard, but nobody even cares about Charizard anymore. So I'm interested to see like where this actually goes, but we'll see. Yeah, Anyways, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Cool. Let's get into, let's get into the fun stuff here. So we ranked our top 10 cards, our top 10 Pokemon and our top 10 trainers of 2023. So the calendar year starting with last January, which was Knoxville was the first one. I forget. Uh, San Diego. San Diego. Okay. So that was the first regional, and that's where this whole thing starts in Lugia's Prime. Uh, and it continues all the way through until about three days ago when mm-hmm. the calendar flipped over to January 1st. Um, so let's, let's start with the trainers first, as I feel like this okay. is like 
I th- this is like a more pivotal th- sorry not, not a pivotal thing more like debatable thing I think because like all trainers yeah. have like different effects like some decks play four or whatever right yeah so let so. me ask you what was your criteria when you were ranking these cards <laughs> to be honest there wasn't <laughs> it, was, it was mostly like in my mind I thought like the most impactful cards to come out of a set Mm. Like that's what that's kind of the way I thought about it and then like continuing impact was also important so like if I'm looking at like the top like three decks do they all play this card whatever, whatever. yeah that's the way I look at it what was your criteria I had a couple things so one was like how many decks it's in so that's one thing two is like how much does it like impact the deck like for some cards for example like I'll get to them in the list it's like the deck like cannot exist without this trainer so I'm like, okay that's part of my criteria and then like the third one was just like vibes i'm like this card just feels like it's Straight like vibes. strong so i'm like this is going in a spot yeah the ranking like my numbers like aren't like super precise but i think the cards i picked i think i picked i picked good ones overall okay all right well let's start at 10 then let's start at number okay before training. before we start do you have any honorable mentions i have an honorable mentions list for Go both for of these Go okay so i didn't know we were just doing trainings i thought it was not spoken so i put reversal energy as an honorable mention okay that's fair so I think it pushed Gardevoir a lot. I put Scoop Up Net as an honorable mention because that card yeah. was like insane in the like first quarter of the year, with uh, especially with Lost Box and Reggie's. I put Cross Switcher as an honorable mention. That's just, an interesting I, one. I love that card. It, like Such made Chen Pao good. Pick. All right, buddy. Uh, then I put I put staying on that trend. I put Counter Catcher as an honorable mention because I think the card, if it was here the whole year, I'd put it on the list. But I just I don't think it's been a lot, around long enough, and it's not. A staple, really, but I think it's very good. So, so only one of those mentioned. cards made my actual top ten, but one okay, of them. Okay, nice. Did. Okay, yeah. nice. All right, so here, let's start then. Neil, give me your number ten. My number ten, and this is like my most like debatable one right off the bat, is Lost Vacuum. Oh, I didn't even have that in my my honorable mentions either. I, but yeah. you know what? Like, I think it is deserving of a spot. It's just a boring card, so I, was, I didn't yeah. really consider it. But I think that's Lost perfect Vacuum. for number ten, to be honest. Yeah, Lost Vacuum to me is like. It enabled Mew. It enabled all these like other random decks to survive path, and it, it to yeah. me it does enough like overall where like it's obviously not field blower like it's not as good as field blower, but it has enough utility that I can I can vibe with Lost Vacuum. And honestly, I sh- it made Lost Box decks way better because you can get ten to Lost. And honestly, I should have put Lost Vacuum on my list. That's a big miss by me already. I I agree with that, Neil. I'm sure I have a ton of misses too. You go ahead. Yeah. What's your ten? All right, number ten. All right, so I just picked like. This card, like, debatably could be higher, but I feel like 10 is perfect for it. I picked Ultra Ball. You know, it's just, like, a classic, like, wow. dependable card. Like, most decks play this. Like, you know, it's like your, it's like your good buddy from, like, high school, elementary school. Like, you're always friends. Like, some, you grow apart sometimes. Like, it rotates, but it always comes back, and you always yeah. love to see it. So, I picked Ultra Ball. That's my number 10. That's an interesting 10. Like, oh, man. If that's your 10, what the hell are your other 9? I'm scared. Like, okay, well, number 9... <laughs> Is there that many relevant cards? Let's do like snake traps. You go ten and then yeah, you go yeah, nine yeah. and then I'll go nine. Okay. Number nine, I think that was biased with this one. I don't know if it really deserves number nine, but I put Pokey Stop. That's crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> That's you know, crazy. <laughs> Pokey Stop dog. Okay, let me give you the case. Let me give you the case. Alright, give me the case. Alright, so Lost Kyogre used this card really well for a long time. Like this is how you finish the game. And that deck was good. Plus, like, Chen Pao does not exist as a deck without this card. So I was like, all right, this is great. Then we saw, like, now, like, it's not a tier one deck. Roaring Moon plays Pokestop. Okay. I think Reggie's for a little bit played Pokestop. Like, any aggressive deck, like, item-based, like, Pokestop enabled it. So I thought, like, it enabled, like, an archetype of these, like, more item-based aggressive decks. Uh, And it did see success in, like, decks that were, like, winning regionals and stuff. So I thought, and it's just a fun card. So, like, when I'm saying vibes, like, 
I love this card. This is one of my favorite cards, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's making my list. Okay, that's fair. That's actually fair. My, like, number nine is, like, equally weird, to be honest. My number nine is Judge. And the judge? Okay, I didn't have Judge. Yeah. Judge. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why it's <laughs> Judge is this is, like, such, like, a, a musexual answer coming from me right now. But um, just the fact that, like, it enables decks to just be its own entity is crazy. That's like, true. Literal Judge Path Arceus, like, arc piles are a deck because Judge is just such a powerful card. So, like, I think about, like, how much it disrupts, like, Gardevoir, how much it disrupts uh, Lost Box, Tina, whatever. And I think that does enough for me to warrant number nine. Yeah, actually, I think that's very fair. All right, hit me up with number eight. All right, number eight was the one on your honorable mentions list. Number eight is Scoop Up Net. Scoop Up Net, okay. Yeah, I feel like Scoop Up Net, like, obviously, like, 2023 was not the year of Inteleon spam, but it was still really good. Like... Scoop of Net and Lost Box was unbelievable. Like, the fact yeah. you just pick up a Comfy, retreat back from the same one is nuts. So, Scoop of Net got my number eight. I think there's a couple cards that could have been this number number eight slot. Like, I, I had a couple things in mind. Like, maybe Vacuum should have been higher, but I decided on Scoop of Net, and to be honest, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I think it's... I'm super chill with that being your list. All right, so for me, number eight, this is one of those cards where it's only played in, like, one archetype, but I think it enables the archetype. I think it would be unplayable without this. I put the electric generator at number eight. Ooh, so I think okay. I think this card, like, without it, like, Maridon would, like, not be a deck. I mean, like, Maridon was, like, kind of, like, not very good when it came out, and it had this card. But, like, ever since it got, like, the hands and all that, then people started figuring out the path build. Like, before hands came out, the deck became good. I don't know, it just enables the deck to be aggressive. Like, it enables an all its whole archetype i just think the card individually is just crazy strong like if, if every type had generator like almost every type would play this card so the reason okay. it's not higher is because it's like limited to one archetype but i just think it's so strong and it's one archetype that i'm like i think it needs to be there i'm okay with that i actually like yeah. generator there generator is not on my list actually oh okay i'm surprised at all wow. yeah yeah okay the number seven this is like it might be too high like or low like it could be higher but i put the vip pass i just think this is one of those cards where like almost every deck plays this card. Yeah. Uh, it's like crazy strong when you get it. Like it kind of warps the early game if one person gets it and one doesn't. Um, I just think everyone hates this card, so I'm like, I don't want to put this high on the list. But like I had to respect it, so VIP pass. There you go, number seven. Hey, that's interesting. Actually, that's a very interesting way to go about it. I have VIP pass higher because I think it's just like yeah. I think it's ridiculous. Um, and and just because it's been such a focal point, I think it's like interesting to put it higher. So that's why I did. Um, so my number seven is a card a lot of people forgot about. Um, if I asked you to name what were the most impactful trainers of this year off the top of your head, you would not think about this card. Um, but I have Evo Incense. I mm. really thought Evo Incense That's was like one. huge enabler for Lugia. Like we saw how much it like, died after Evo Incense left. And then I think Evo Incense like just helped all around. Like it's just a good card. And, uh, I know like, like I said, 2022 was the year of the Evo Incense was the year of the scoop up net, but <laughs> It needs some love in 2023. I think it's uh, it was still a really good card. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I I, I probably didn't give enough weight to like the like Silver Tempest format, but I think Evo Incense very solid pick. Yeah, Lugia bot format. Yeah, what's uh, Lugia bot format? Number six, <laughs> I, and this one might be a little too low. Now that I'm looking at this, I think this is too low. Um, but I four Seal Stone at number six, mm. and uh, my reasoning for it being at number six is that like. Obviously, not a whole lot of decks play it. Like, it's very kind of few and far in between. But, like, the Lost Boxes that did play it really benefited. Like, Gardevoir played it for a while. It was, like, kind of integral to the whole thing. Um, like, recently, like, you see, like, it, it's sometimes in Charizard, or almost all the time in Charizard now. Um, I think it just got a lot of uses. It's just 
computer search and i like computer search so i mean it'll be making an appearance on my list but i think where you put it's like a perfectly respectable spot all right number six this is similar to the generator i put mirage gate does a similar Hmm. thing i think without mirage gate like most lost box decks besides like lost art could not exist i just think mirage gate is a really cool card like we saw like those like amazing rare equation lost box decks we've seen like the classic like v box one with like dragonite raikou we saw um like gudra see play we've seen like giratina see play like i just think this card like enabled so many decks uh and the card is crazy strong like accelerating two energy of any type from the deck on an item like is nuts um the power level of the cards like insane um so yeah i just think it's deserves to be on my it's like list beast ring it's like what beast ring yeah it's like beast ring it's like better than beast ring in my opinion yeah, I'm like literally building like 2019 right now. Like I have my blown right here, and I'm just like finding these <laughs> strings all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I missed that Dude. card. That was a cool card too. Yeah, yeah shout out the blown gods, uh, Jake Manton, Camille Colatosti. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Number five. I don't know if you're gonna have this on your list actually, but I put this really high. I this is my favorite trainer of the year. Actually, I don't. Know. Actually, I probably like this more than Poke. Pokestop's more fun, but I like this one better. I put the Collapse Stadium. Huh, okay, that one's not on my list at all. So let me give you the case, Daniel, for Collapse Stadium. I think this is, like, such a... It was a really great, like, skilled card, I think, for a lot of decks. Like, Lugia would use it to, like, heal. Or, or I want to say heal. Like, every deck uses it to heal. But, like, get rid of a Pokemon that has damage on it. I think against earlier in the format against Reggie's, this, like, stopped their strategy a little bit. Yeah. Um, if you play Luminia on your deck, you play, like, uh, I don't know, what's another? The Squawk, like, it gets Squawk. rid of it. There's like against other decks, it's like you can like limit their bench a little when they need it. I know. I just think it was a really cool card. Like it's a path bump. I just think it's a cool card. Like to be honest, I think that's why I really like it. Like I just think the option of getting rid of your own Pokemon. It reminded me of like Parallel City or like Giant Stump. If anyone's played like older formats, um, I just think it found its way into so many decks this year. Like Lugia played it. Like uh, Gardevoir played it. Like Charizard X played it. Like I'm sure I'm forgetting tons of decks that played it. But a lot of the big decks have played this card it's like made a lot of appearances um it's really fun i actually to use, really so. agree with you now that i think about yeah. it that was a card i missed for sure like even now like when i'm playing gardevoir like collapse stadium is like literally my win con like 40 percent of the time yeah just like going so. crazy and then collapsing your guardian okay yep i like it yeah. i vibe with that nice all right. all right my number five and this this also should have been higher but there's only so many spots in the damn list i have chorus's experiment and mm, i actually uh, did not put chorus's on my list well, I didn't put gate, so we're even. Okay, okay, yeah. But <laughs> I think Polaris <laughs> just enables the entire deck, right? Like, But it is one archetype, and so that's why yeah. it's kind of low on my list. Um, but I think Polaris is ridiculous. Like, Sage's yeah. Training, which was similar in functionality, not exactly the same, but similar, um, was regarded as a good card, and it had no other benefit other than discarding your card. So, like, you take Polaris, and you're adding to the Sloth Zone, and you're able to, like, turn to go crazy... It's a sick card. I really like that card. So, yeah. Chorus is my number five. My I agree with you four. in the sense... I was just saying... Sorry, I, no, no, like, I, agree with, I agree with you in the sense that, like, it enabled the deck. I just think, like, in a vacuum, like, its effect isn't, like, crazy as a supporter. Like, you know, that's why I kept it off. And I'm like, oh, I think Mirage Gate's more important. But, yeah, I guess we both just... We represented all the Lost on trainers, so... Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you like, picked my, that one. Well, my philosophy with that was, like, there are decks that... The Lost on decks that exist without Gate, but there are not Lost on decks that can exist without That is true. Chorus. So, that was, like, my philosophy there. Um, my number four, our good old friend from high school, Ultra Ball. Ultra, oh, you put it way up. <laughs> oh, Ultra Ball is way up, bro. I like, I like me some Ultra Ball. I'm trying to look for my hollows right now. Yeah, I just ordered these babies. These are things. Are oh, beautiful. yo, I pulled one the other night. 
Oh, did you? So, yo, I don't know. I'm sure most people do this. They keep their, like, prize packs sealed. Cause, like, oh, these are worth money. But, like, sometimes I'm just born there sitting on my desk. I'm like, yo, let's yeah. open these. It's like like the in Spider-Man, like the Green Goblin. He's like, yo, open this. Yeah, yeah, open it. So, yo, here <laughs> I can join you with my uh, Hollow Ultra Ball. There you go. I ordered four off eBay because I was like, this is my old friend from high school. Like, I'm going to use this for the rest <laughs> of my life. So, yeah, exactly. Ultra Ball's number four for me. Um, it enables so much. It also, like, disables a lot of things by having to discard important <laughs> stuff. But... To me, like, a lot of decks can't exist to the level it does without Ultra Ball, like Mew being one, like Chen Pao, yeah. like Guardi. A lot of decks can't really exist without it. And it also enables the barrel, which I really like. So yeah. Ultra Ball is my number four. Yeah, Mr. Fundamental. All right, yeah. nice. All right, so now home stretch. My number four, you've already discussed it. I put four Sealstone here. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, computer search without discard for a lot of decks. I think it's good. I yeah. uh, don't think I need to spend much time. Number three, I'm sure you have this high on your list in the top three as well. I have Path to the Peak. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think this card is, like, insane. Um, I mean, like, Ability Lock on, like, a Trainer is insane. You, like you said earlier, you have Judge Path. Like, that was, like you're saying, like, legit, there are some decks where it's like, oh, I have a bad matchup. Let's just Judge Path. There's, like, a 25% <laughs> chance, like, I win on the spot. Sometimes you go first, you put a Path, you win on the spot. Yeah. You, like, can be down, like, six, car- six prizes to one. Roxanne Path, Iono Path, you can come back, like... This card was just, like, insane. It's really annoying to play against, but, like, I think it was, like, kind of healthy. Like, kept the meta in check a bit. So, Path to the Peak for me is number three. Yeah, and we've had, like, a Path to the Peak-esque card in most formats that we played in. Like, there's either, like, Silent Lab or, like, uh, what else? There's a couple. Uh, Power Plant. There's a few yep. of them similar to that. So Like, Battle Frontier. Like, yeah, they always print yeah. cards like that. Yeah. And I like it. I think it's I think it's healthy. Like, I hate losing to, like, Iona Path or Roxanne Path, but it is what it is. Yeah, you, you can play around it, too, which I like. Like, it's something you have to, like, be cognizant about. Like, you can try and play around it. Like, sometimes, yeah, it's just like, okay, I gotta pray, but there is, like, I an like element of skill to it. Well, I like it better in a format with, like, resetting whole, like, Marshadow, where you can, like, kind of mm. prepare for it a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, but for the most part, like, we have Pump Kaboo, we have stuff, we can get out of it. Uh, yeah. Well, on that same topic, my number three is actually Iono. Okay. And I say that I put Iono so high because I think Iono was, like, such an impactful card when it came out. And it's going to remain an impactful card for, like, two years that it's legal. So, I think the entire time Iona's legal, it will be played. It is, like, End and Marnie put together, which is absolutely cracked. And I, I just think the card is good overall. Like, it's a good draw supporter. It's a good disruption supporter. It's got my vote. I wish the full art wasn't 50 bucks, but it's got my vote. <laughs> uh, nice. My number two is Path to the Peak. Okay. And as a, uh, a former Arceus bot and a former Mew bot, <laughs> I have to show respect where respect is due. Path of the Peak is a damn good card. And, it is a damn uh, good card. I do think that, like, you could put anything with Pat, with Judge Path, and you could probably still win games. Like, you put play, like, Rillaboom VMAX and just play Judge Path, and you would eventually win a game. And that's how powerful, like, those two cards are together. So that's why Path is at number two for me. Nice. All right, so my number two, I have a feeling this might be your number one. I put Boss's Orders. I just think Gust, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I need to expand much more. Like anyone who's ever played the game, like you know, you boss for game almost all the time. Yep. Take out threats. Then my number one, you just had at number three. I put Iono at number one because I really do think when this card came out, it really shifted how the game was played. Um, it it knocked Lost Box down from like undisputed like S tier to like tier two, tier still tier one, but like the bottom tier one. Um, it's just a consistency card, like you're saying earlier in the game, late game, like the power disrupts insane. Like almost every single deck plays this card, so it, it hits on that factor. Um, yeah, it's just a well-designed card, in my opinion. Like, I think the game needs healthy disruption. I think Iono's a great design card. 
not yeah. much more to say. It's my number one. It's actually not my number one. It's not on my list oh. at all. Because the, the the reason why it's not on my list at all is mostly Talking about boss, I forgot right? about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> a because I forgot about it. Uh, but B because it's also like a, a quote unquote boring card because we always yeah, kind of have one card. Of these. Yeah. So I like kind of just discounted the fundamental. But then in that sense, like why did I put Ultra Ball so high? So like it doesn't really make sense. Um, <laughs> my number one is our good friend Battle Vip. And oh, you put Battle Vip number one. <laughs> yeah, Battle oh. Vip number one because A I like to stir the pot and b i think it it's just a damn good card like without battle vip so many of these decks can't really function and like i think if battle vip didn't exist i think maridon would be such an s tier deck because you have built in battle vip and you're just guaranteed to set up every game like think about playing against like actually you don't really even need to think about this because you did it i was gonna say think about playing as gardevoir without vip it's just like a lot of the time if mirage step wasn't a card that deck yep. sucks Yep. So I think VIP enables a lot of things. Uh, do I think it's toxic and needs to go? Yes, I'd love for it to go. Um, I think it is a balance of like healthy and toxic. I don't think it's like fully toxic at all because you're not hitting it every game, so it doesn't really matter. Um, well, that's why it's toxic because like the the games you hit it versus the games you don't hit it are like wildly different. <laughs> or just play Irida, I guess, or Arvin. <laughs> yeah, but then you, what if you go first? Just don't go first. Be better. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, <laughs> just be better, bro. <laughs> but yeah, that's my number one. That's my number one. Nice. So, all right, all our trainers are out of the way. So let's get to the good stuff. This is this yeah. is the good stuff. Yeah, and, it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, and like, so my list for this for these Pokemon, this top ten Pokemon list, my list is very uh, archetype dependent. I'll say. Yeah, it felt like I was making like the best decks when I was like making this list. Yeah, like I don't know how you make it otherwise. But there's a couple cards that are number one. Uh, okay. I'll tell you, you will be surprised. So okay. you, you kick it off. You let us know what's your number 10. Maybe some honorable mentions. Okay. So my honorable mention, I actually had a lot of honorable mentions. So I put Snorlax as an honorable mention. I think it's just too new on the scene for me to like get it in the list, but it has one originals. I think it's going to continue to be a threat. It's like the face of stall. So I'm like, okay, Snorlax honorable mention. I put Gudra V star as an honorable mention. Hmm. It felt like it was always lurking in the shadows. Like, it would kind of pop up here and there. It had a little surge in EUIC. Uh, it would sneak into the top cut every now and then, but it was never really like a, a powerful stay in the format. I put Regigigas as an honorable mention. Um, it was a very solid tier two deck in Silver Tempest. Really fun. I think a lot of people enjoyed it. Um, I put Rapid Strike Urshifu as well in honorable mention. Uh, I think it was good. It won an IC, but it just didn't have the staying power. I actually did the other day. I was looking how many top cuts every deck had in the season. Rapid Strike has only made two top eights at a regional, and it happened like two weeks ago. And then Cyrus making winning an NSC. So I was surprised with that. So I'm like, okay, I can't give it that. And then my last honorable mention really killed me. I didn't put this on my list. I put Chen Pao EX as my honorable mention. The star of its deck, but I think its deck just isn't as good as a lot of the other cards I put on this list. So those are mine. All right. What do you got at number 10? Number 10, I picked, I think this is similar to my Ultra Ball. Not flashy, fundamental. She fits into a lot of decks. I put Luminion V. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we got some fish going on. Yeah, I put the fish. I mean, the fish is just like solid, right? Like it's not a the fish. fish. <laughs> I always got the fish. <laughs> For our audio listeners, Anil just pulled out the fish. Uh, like a fish, fish. plush. Uh, yeah, I, I just think Luminion Oh, you bought in Brazil. Yeah, because I... Uh, Where? So I think it was... Uh, I bought it some shopping mall. There was like two rounds in day two where I like literally just randomly ultra balled for fish and it won me the game. So I was like, what is nice. the most iconic thing I can buy from here? So I bought a $40 fish. I love him. $40. Sick. 
40 bucks. In Brazil. In Brazil. It was bro, you got scammed. Uh, 100 something <laughs> real. But yo, it's, it's good quality, bro. I pay for quality. All right. Yeah, you I know what reminds me of? Did, did you ever play uh, Freddy Fish as a kid? Like the computer yeah. game? <laughs> what the hell? Yo, is that? <laughs> any of our listeners played Freddy Fish at me? That was a go to game. That, Pajama Sam, Spy Fox, Putt Putt. These were all good Yeah, it was, in that, it, it was in that genre. All right. Anyways, anyways. Getting Sorry, back yeah. to actual yeah. pocket monsters here. Yeah, Luminion, very solid. It bails you out when you have a bad hand. It sucks when you start with it. In the Lugia format, Silver Tempest, this was a good attacker. So, I don't know. I think it's solid. It goes across a lot of decks. Um, so, for me, it's number 10. Okay. I love it. Um, all right. My number 10. I don't actually have any honor, uh, honorable mentions because everything... Like, I was actually struggling to fill out 10, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, a little bit. Because I, like, I was, like, trying to, like, wait for cards with, like, crazy impacts before I put them on the list. And, like, there wasn't that many. But number 10 for me, and the only reason it's number 10 is because it came out so recently, is Charizard EX. Um, obviously, one of regionals. It's a damn good deck. It's a tier one deck. Um, but it didn't do a whole lot when it just came out. Um, it kind of just blossomed like more recently. So that's why it's at number 10 for me. It's a great card. I think it's going to continue to be a good card. It just has like, it's one of those cards that just has really good stats. So yeah, nothing really too flashy about it. But yeah, Charizard EX number 10. Um, nice. My number nine. My number nine. <laughs> You're going to like this one. Chen Pao EX. Let's go. <laughs> Chen Pao EX. Um, I'm trying to think of like my logic behind this, and I can't f- really find it other than I wanted to just do something funny. But like, I just think it's a good card. Like, it, it did well at Worlds. It did well at NAIC to an extent. Uh, I think it top 16 NAIC. It did well after top aided. Like, um, it's a good card. It's good at archetype. Like, I was gonna put Bax Caliber, but that's kind of boring. So that's nah, boring. <laughs> yeah, Shivery Show. That's all I got for you. Nice. No, nope. love to see it. Always going to support. All right, my number nine, I, I put Charizard EX. You and I are basically one spot off. I just think, mm-hmm. yeah, it's only here in the like last really third of the year. It really had some staying power. Um, just a solid card. Nothing more to say. Yeah. My number eight, though, sticking on the same kind of like vibe, I had Radiant Charizard at number eight. Really? So I, yeah. Why, wow. you think it should be higher or you didn't weren't expecting this? Didn't have it at all. Okay, well, I think, like, this kid was, like, a solid role player for Lugia V-Star the first half of the year. Like, this was a great card. You know, this is your, like, one pride. You know, you put a choice belt. This is knocking out everything. So I thought that was nice. That kid was special. <laughs> and yeah, he was the Lou Williams tried... of Radiant Yeah, Bubble. you know, he's a sixth man. He's a sixth yeah. man, right? Like, you know? Like, there's another one who's, like, the star. I think we both will probably have it on our list. But he was, yeah. like, just, you know, good guy. He, he can play on his own. He can have his own team. You know, mm-hmm. he's not a, not a super great contender. He'll, he'll steal a championship here and there, but... He, yeah, he, then he had some success on his own. I think he's won a regional or two uh, in his lost zone variant. I think when we had our rotation, he was very popular. Um, he did see some play. He's like another role player in the Charizard EX deck. I think he's got kind of benched lately, but, you know, <laughs> it's a powerful card. I mean, whenever you're doing 250 for one energy on a one prize, like, that's super strong. So, you know, I just I thought this kid deserved a spot on the list. Bro got sent down to the G League recently. He got sent down to the G League league. recently. (laughs) Well, you know, he has his own deck. He's like one of those guys, like a star player getting, you know, traded to like a bad team. He's putting up stats, but he's not converting a lot. So, but he's, he's been, he's been in the glory days, you know? The DeMarcus Cousins character arc. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) All right. My number eight is a card I hold dear to my heart. Uh, I don't know why, actually. Like I just played it for a long time. Like last year, I did do NASC with it. But Giratina V-Star. 
And my reasoning for Cartoon of V-Star is deeper than like, oh, it's good in Lost Tina. If it was just Lost Tina, it'd probably be number 10 for me. Um, just because Lost Tina is like a perennial bag fumbler. Like, everyone's like, yo, Lost Tina's sick. And then somehow Lost Tina ends up not being that great. You know what's crazy about Lost Tina? I, when I was doing that thing of how many cuts this made, Lost Tina's only made five regional top cuts this whole year. I was shocked. It can't it go t- more than three games without breaking. Yeah, I was like so surprised. Uh, I think it'll probably like get a few more now in this format, but yeah. So anyway, sorry, continue. I just had no, to point that good. out. Like, that was no, crazy dude, to me. I, I was coaching today, and both of my clients were uh, Tina players, and we legit, like, we tested, like, 15 games. I think we played maybe, like, seven of them. And, like, I was sitting there, <laughs> like, guys, like, we got to do something about this. Like, this is infuriating. <laughs> so, like, for that reason, Tina is a little bit lower, and I think, like, a lot of players, and, like, recently, one of the biggest, like, trends on Twitter is, like, yo, Tina is a pile. And uh, today I really lived out that that reality. Whereas before I feel like it wasn't as punishing when there was less cards in the format because like the format wasn't as fast. But now it's like, all right, I have them right on down my throat turn one. Um, but the reasoning for this is Arctina. Arctina was mm-hmm. also a really good variant. Um, I really like the deck. I think it was, I think it won a regionals at some point. It did. Landed yeah. Gatler, Canadian. There you go. Shout so out to that's Tina V-Star. Uh, number seven. I have my boy, who I constantly regret, who I wish wasn't my boy. I have Maridon EX. Um, <laughs> this card is, like, ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's uh, it's a battle VIP pass, and it hits 220. So, need I say more? Yeah. So, I'm just to jump to mine real quick. I'm one off with you again. I have, like, I have Tina in my seven and Maridon my six. That's so, crazy. we're kind of on the same wavelength. So, Tina, same as you. When I first made the list, I actually put it, like, nine or ten. And I'm like, oh, Arc Tina was a deck. So, I'm like, you can get bumped up. Right on, like it pained me to put it like this high, but I'm like, you know what? Like this, this kid showed that he wasn't like all talk. Like he was winning some regionals when the haters were doubting. Yeah. I was a hater. He was winning, and then once once Iron Hands came, like you know, it's like that missing piece for the championship squad. Now he's like he's a real contender. Uh, yeah. He won. A, he won an IC. Like you're saying, just self battle pass is a fantastic ability. His attack is very solid at the start of the game. You know. Just solid, solid, solid kid here. So number six for me. <laughs> Sorry to take your uh, take the wind out of your sails there by announcing all your picks earlier. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping this one is not your number your number five. Um, I've Gardevoir X. We're one six. off again. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, actually, no. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, what number are you? On? Are you on five or six? Oh no, you're I'm on six. S- okay, I'm at six right now. You're two off on me. Okay. Okay, perfect. All right, I have Gardevoir X number six. Uh. Just all-around good guy, you know. Everyone likes mm-hmm. Gardevoir EX. Um, it, it enables a very skill-intensive deck, which I really like as well. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's also really, really balanced. So, comes, it goes. Uh, sometimes you get ran over, you don't get to play the game. But other than that, healthy deck, good card. Miracle mm-hmm. Force is a fun attack. And it has, actually, the greatest alt art in history, in my opinion. The one coming out? Or the one that already exists? The one that exists. Even the one coming out is bad. The one coming out to me, the one coming out to me is like the nicest alt art ever. Like I love the one coming out. It has a. I'm gonna buy it. I love it. Yeah, like I don't, I don't collect cards, but I'm gonna buy it. Like, bro, buy four. I need to buy some too. I have have (laughs) three slapped Guardi X alt arts right here too because I love the card. Um, Just like the idea of like the Ralts growing up to the Curly and to the Gardevoir. Yeah, it's nice. So poetic. Yeah, I Um, love it. Yeah, so Gardevoir X number six and number five is something that maybe is a bit lower than it should be. But I have Radiant Greninja at number five. Mm. Um, this is the star of the show, the star of the Radiance, obviously. Uh, yep. The headliner, really, you'd say. But the effect is limited to what deck it's in. So, like, when Lugia was boss and everything, you almost didn't really see a Greninja 
for a long time there. So that's why it's a little bit lower than I would like it to be, but Greninja's Greninja. It's just a good card. Yeah. I mean, I'll expand on Greninja later on my list. So I'm trying to leave you stuff to talk about before <laughs> yeah. I steal all your thunder. Yeah. Okay, this one, I know you might have this kid higher. Uh, I have a number, my number, what number, my five. I have Genesect V. Mm. Uh, so I was debating between Genesect or Mew for my list. I just decided Genesect, I just think, this is like the, the backbone of the deck. I mean, like, an ability that you can draw until six historically has been like broken in the trading card game yep. it's very broken still um without this mew is just not a deck i mean like we literally have cards like spiritum that were printed to shut off this guy's ability like in general like they're changing the rules for this guy yeah so you know like <laughs> i'm like, like this guy yeah it's like the tush push like the jordan rules all this like they're targeting this guy so no he's a star player he's not he's my number five and then my number yeah. four i put guard of rex mm. just a superstar ever since she came onto the the scene you know Second at EUIC in her debut tournament. Uh, multiple top cuts at NAIC. Multiple top cuts at LAIC. Second at Worlds. I think another top eight at Worlds. Just you, you almost never go a big tournament without seeing Gardevoir in the top cut. Um, I think a lot of like great players have gravitated towards this deck. It's really fun too. So like the fun factor. And I remember when the card got revealed and I read its ability. I'm like, because normally when you get like Dynamoter type abilities, it's like, oh, put one on your bench Pokemon. This thing was like unlimited. Like that's insane. We haven't we haven't seen yeah. like uh, something like that. So, to me, Gardevoir made its own archetype, super strong, has the results to back it up. So for me, very deserving in the top five. Yeah, I, I love that card too. Uh, number four, number four, a card a lot of us forgot about. Be honest, I wish I still forgot about it. I wish I didn't ever think about it. Arceus V Star. Oh, that did and, not make my list, bro. <laughs> yeah, I have Arceus V-Star at number four. Because when I was looking through, like, the top cuts, every single tournament had, like, some, like, random arc garbage. And by every single tournament, I mean every single tournament, like, post-Lugia. At least it felt yeah. like. Um, there was always, like, some arc garbage going on. And, uh, like, like, I, like we said with, like, Path Judge, like, it's just a good card that enables a yeah. lot of garbage. So you can play Arceus with, like I said, Rillaboom VMAX. Gyarados like, VMAX, bro. Gyarados VMAX, Tapu Koko VMAX, Malamar VMAX. All these like garbage-ass cards that are good because of Arceus <laughs> V-Star. So I'm not a fan of Arceus V-Star, but like double computer search plus full blitz is pretty good. So Honestly, it should have been on my list. I just don't like Arceus V-Star, and I think I forgot about it when I was making the list. It's very but, forgettable. I don't blame you. <laughs> it just felt like the format like kind of like passed it by. You're like, okay, this card's like can't keep up anymore. But it always someone finds a way. Like one sneaks in. Like you're, you're saying some of these cuts. So yeah, very so. very solid pick. Arceus V Star number four. My number three. My dog. My dog. Mew V Max. This is a gem mint ten PSA. Mew <laughs> V Max on my desk. This is my dog. Um. Mew VMAX, I, like, I mean, like, Genesect was also a very valid pick. I think they both kind of coexist. They can't exist without the other anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but I picked Mew just because I like Mew. Mew's a cool Pokemon. Yeah, I don't really no. vibe with Genesect Agreed. like that. And, and, like, if any of you guys rate Genesect, hey, that's you. I don't, I'm don't. i not hating on your decisions. Just It just couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. <laughs> so, I, uh, nice. I chose to reward the nicer Pokemon out of the two. Okay. I like it. All right, so now we're in the top three. So this yep. is now some heavy hitters. So my number three, this this kid, like, I think ever since he got printed, we knew he was going to be good. Um, I think he, like, gatekept a lot of decks, and he still does this day. He also, like the Genesect, had to get targeted. So I got Sableye yep. in my number three. I just think Lost Mine is an insane attack. Any deck that revolved around, like, evolving Pokemon, like, you got destroyed by this. 
Um, very skillful. Placing damage counters sometimes is really cool late in the game, figuring it out. Um, Lost Box just, like, cannot exist without this card. Um, it's the bane of a lot of people's days. Jirachi had to get printed as a direct counter to this card, and it's still good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think Sableye's there. And then I put one of his teammates in the number two slot. I have the Radiant Greninja. Like you were saying earlier, the star, the Radiance. This guy's just like, he's just like a flexible player, you know? Like, he fits into any team you drop him in. He's not, like, ball dominant. Like, you know, when you, when you need a superstar game from him, that Moonlight Shuriken can kind of come out. But he'll just give you that consistent draw every game. I mean, like, Lost Box has used him to, like, draw cards, like, the whole time. And then he's, like, a nice little backup attacker. Um, Chen Pao, as a deck, cannot exist without Radiant Greninja. I think that deck really let him shine. Um, Gardevoir doesn't even play Water Energy. This kid's in that deck, so... I don't know, Greninja is a flexible card. Its ability is, like, insanely strong. Um, its attack is insanely strong. Like, man, if he, like, basically, like, has to go into every deck because of this card. So, to me, Radiant Greninja definitely deserves my number two. I was debating putting it number one, but I think yeah. there was one kid who was just too special that I had to leave number one for. Yeah, and that's why I didn't put him on number one. <laughs> <laughs> number two, I have Lugia V-Star at number two. Not number one, number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you talk about Lugia. Okay. I'm not even going to talk about it. But yeah, Lugia is there. Had okay, a, let's hear number game. one. My number one. Number one. Comfy. Comfy number one. Comfy number one. Because there's so many decks that just don't exist without Comfy. So like all the Gudra success, all the Lost Box success, all the Tina success, it all derives from Comfy. And like when I thought about like the Lost Box engine as a whole and what it like derives into, like what is the card it can't live without? To me, that card is comfy because that's your draw engine. And since that card came out, it's had like a lot of different variations. So like at first, like it was played with like the Amazing Rare Ray or like those like random cool cards that you could just put in with it. So like similar to your argument from Mirage Gate, comfy is the enabler. And to me, and like when I looked through like all the results to kind of put together this list, I always saw Comfy's icon at, at the yeah. top of every single list. So, to me, Comfy is number one. Um, there's a case to be made for Sableye. There's a case to be made for Lugia, obviously, as well. I didn't put Sableye because I know there are Comfy decks that can just go without Sableye. Like, they're obviously not very good, but they do exist. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have, I have my boy Comfy at number nice. one. Nice. Honestly, I respect it. I like how you and I kind of had, like, the teammates. Like, you know, like I didn't pick Comfy, but you didn't pick Sableye. Like, you yeah. picked Mew, I picked Genesect. So, honestly, perfect that we, we did it like that. I think very valid your reasoning for that. But yeah, number one, like, there's no doubt I think anyone thought I'd put this. Lugia V-Star just, like, ran the show for the first third of this year. I don't know if there's ever been a deck as dominant as Lugia V-Star in his prime. Yeah. Um, just, like, literally the whole format revolves around this deck. And, like, people were, like, building their deck to counter it. And, like, they were putting, like, not, like, Ars- or what's it called? Uh, Aerodactyl, like, V-Star was going to people's deck just for this. Like, and you had to go first to even use that effect. Like, it was that dominant that, like, you had to try and, like, stop Lugia um even after it got nerfed with rotation like it lost literally like 10 like 10 like to 12 deck slots that it normally had it lost the evil incense it lost the quick ball it lost like aurora energies it had the pivot to like start playing like tyranitar v like you're discarding cards and like it was still putting up numbers like dominating regionals like top cutting internationals like it was the most played deck at worlds i think for day one like uh i don't know it's its ability is just insane um like archaeops in a vacuum kind of sucks without this guy pulling him in. So to me, this is the LeBron James of, of, of the list, making the teammates better, getting those Archeops out. Um, definitely, for me, the strongest card of the year. Do you know how desperate you have to be 
to play a card that means you have to go first and you're wasting your V-Star attack and two slots in your deck just to have a chance to, to derail this thing. Because you can still win. If you're a Lugia deck and you get Aerodactyl, you can still win. Like, do you know how desperate you have to be and how dominant something has to be for you to do all that? That's what Lugia is. Lugia is, yeah. was ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, I think... I don't think it's the best deck of all time, but it has certainly made a case. So yeah, it's it's the most like dominant. It, it's not the best. It's the most like dominant. Where like it's just imposed its like will over the format. Like I was when I was going through my list, like for how many top cuts these decks made. Three times there was a regionals where there was six or more Lugia in top cut, and yeah. then obviously we had like I guess it wasn't this year, but the LAIC when it just debut it destroyed. So. Yeah. Uh, and then also, like, they cannot print, like, a broken, like, stage two colorless or, like, a even a special energy. Like, they can't print the broken one right now as long as this guy is in the format. So, mm-hmm. gatekeeping card design. That's, like, insane. Like, that's ridiculous. And, like, everyone, <laughs> out, everyone was kind of just like, okay, sick. It's the Lugia. Like, sick. We're going we're gonna to try this out. It's probably going to be mid. That card was not mid. That card was <laughs> that ended up being absolutely insane. But, yeah. That wraps up our list. Um, I'm sure we're going to get absolutely like toasted by people who are listening to this. We're de- we definitely missed something that's like very prevalent. I don't know what it is, but I feel like we missed something. Yeah, um, water energy. Yeah, water energy. <laughs> 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 there's, uh, there's a lot of debate when it comes to stuff like this. And like We, we wanted to do top 10 decks initially, but we were like, all right, how can we spice this up a little bit? So yeah. this is good. And our sponsor... Uh, Ali Reza Shwarma will be very happy with uh, what we did in this episode here. Um, do you have any like final thoughts before we uh, tap off for the week going into Portland? Anything you'd like to see people do, not do? No, honestly, this, this was a really fun episode. Uh, we had fun filming it, so I hope you guys listening like liked it. So let us know, yeah, like what your top ten cards are, and then let us know what other top ten lists we should make. Like, uh, I think it's a really good like format for when like we have slower weeks with not a lot going on. And I don't think we're going to have a slow week for a little while after this now. But No, yeah. it's ramping up with tournaments again. Oh, it's going to go crazy. Um, but, yeah, it'll be fun. I, if you're looking for any singles, you know where to go. You go to Banana Games, obviously. Mm-hmm. Use one of our codes for 5% off. Uh, we're both on Metify now, so you can find us there as well. Uh, what else do we plug? Ali, I already plugged Ali Reza Shwarma. That's it. That's all I got for you all. Actually, can I, can I plug my Shwarma spot? Plug so, your Shwarma spot. This is for my people who live in Toronto. If you're ever passing the GTA, if you go to Young and Davisville, there's a hasty market. It's like a convenience store. If mm. you go in the back, there's a place called the Flaming Stove. Fantastic shawarma. Love it. You know, I don't even that's like a... shawarmas. That, that's the funny part. You don't like shawarma? It's just like the weirdest meat. Like, I'd rather just get like what? a souvlaki wrap. Just nah, easier. bro. No, 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 no. Like... no, shawarma clears, the, it clears that, bro. You Toronto mans are different, bro. You guys it's not even Tor- it's not even Toronto, bro. Like it's a There's Middle like Eastern. There's like one shawarma shop in like my entire like region. What in Pickering? There's only <laughs> yeah. one. There's, there's no one way. shawarma. No, now there's, there's like no two way. or three. But growing up, there was one because no one even knew what that was. But that's just a. I, I mean, like shawarmas are fine. I shouldn't say I don't like them, but they're just not like that crazy to me. Like I don't understand what's so appealing about like uh, oh I'm not gonna be able to move for the next three hours. Okay, bro, you're definitely not going to the right spots. Yo, they make, like, the bread, like, fresh, and then they get the meat. Yo, sometimes they put the fries in there and just get okay, the Okay, the fries are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Greek thing, no, it, Like, when Greeks put, like, fries in, like, chicken zavaki pitas. No, it's, it's great. Or in euros. It goes, it goes insane. 
All right, leave us changer. your favorite shawarma spot down below. If you have a better shawarma yeah. spot in Toronto, leave us your better shawarma <laughs> spot. I will film myself driving to that place and buy a shawarma and eating it in front of all of you, if that's what you want. Yeah, should we should we call Ali Reza ask if we can film the next next episode at their shop? Yo, I'd be down. I forget where they are again. Uh, they're at Al Halat Street in Saudi Arabia or 743. Oh, they're Island. actually in Saudi. Oh, I thought they were in Toronto. They have two locations. They have one in Saudi Arabia, one in Toronto. Yeah, yeah worldwide i love it <laughs> it's it's worldwide bro you got, just got to call ali reza so their shawarma shop also operates as a towing studio so if you need a pickup they'll come tow your car to the shop now this is a superstar this is what i'm hearing superstar shawarma y'all i'm telling yep. you I'm, I'm telling you man ali reza Yo, shawarma is the spot you're on the highway you got to get towed you call these guys like you're having a bad day you're getting towed like you got to get your car broke down whatever they tow you to the shop and they have the shawarma ready for you like, think about Game how ridiculous changer. that is. Like, let's this skip is the crazy. whole, like, Uber Eats step. Like, they just have it right there. It's insane. So, y'all, go to Ali Reza Shorma, bro. I don't know if that really exists, but somebody Google it. It probably does. And go wherever that place is. I don't care where it is. I need y'all to fly there and tell me if it's good. But that's all we have for you this week. Uh, nice. Great episode. Thank you for everybody for listening. As always, we'll see you after Portland when uh, Gardevoir wins another major. Yeah? I don't know. You Hot could. Take? Yeah, hot take. Hot take? Hot take. I think you could do it. We'll see. Anyways, we'll see. get your Ali Reza shawarma. Love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Later. <laughs> we finished with like, like two minutes shawarma rant, but like honestly legendary. Yo, we should we should chop that up and put it on on TikTok. Be like, yo, come listen to our po-. So people who don't play Pokemon, they'll be like, yo, let's go listen to these guys talk about shawarma. And then they come in. Ah... Uh. <laughs>